Everything I spit rare, we shine that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch you. Let me catch I'm nervous, man. It's been too long. I'm rusty. What was that? <laughs> no, no. Oh no. Oh. The new board. The new board for the return of Mr. Edit the fuck out of that. Come on, Joe. Kick it off. That's a wild one. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. And an exciting time. It feels like albums, uh, there's a, there's like an increase in, in top albums at the minute, right? And uh, Chicago's Chicago's kind of leading the way at the minute. So, so yeah, you probably would have guessed by the title, we're talking No Name, we're talking Mitt Jenkins, we're talking Chicago hip-hop in general. Let's not waste time. Usually we do um, intros of artists and things like that, but we have already spoken about No Name. So uh, go back and check our uh, episode. What was that series? What happened what to happened No Name? To yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, sound of <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Something else, man. We need an explanation on that one. Um, it's the sound from Fuck You Mean. Is it? Is yeah, it? But it's just yeah. the original sample. It's not pitched oh, up I'm or out anything. of touch. I'm out of touch. Damn. Okay. So let's just get into No Name. I feel like, look, correct me if I'm wrong. We want to talk about the music more than anything, right? But we can't really skate over the controversy and the the, the muddled rollout of the album and, and um, all the rhetoric that's going on online. I won't say too much. All I'm going to say is, and it kind of is in line with what Sam said when we discussed this on WhatsApp a couple of weeks ago. Look, the the J Electronica stuff is uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't really like No Name's response to it and I don't agree with everything No Name says and all of her politics and all that, but I'm not going to sit here and criticise No Name um, for this kind of thing when, in all honesty... We don't criticize many other rappers for the the misogyny that's littered throughout the lyrics, the the you know the the insensitivity to, to race, to the the glorification of violence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm going to keep it consistent and not get on her back too much, especially as a woman as well, because it feels like there are double standards in hip hop. Males can be or men can uh, can be flawed. Look at Tupac, look at Kanye West, just as a couple of examples. But when women um, say something that is deemed controversial. They're uh, kind of tarnished with a different brush. So that's all she I'm going to say. She didn't even say it to... this time as well. It's not. It's just a feature on her album. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe it's an, a conversation for another time. I don't know if anyone wants to expand on that, but look, I think we've got to kind of keep it consistent. Well, I mean, Jay Electronica was just saying what he says anyways. He wasn't saying anything different to what he mm. always says. He's just always talking about some... Some next stuff that's like far too <laughs> out there for anyone to get a grasp on. He's like, it, it, the meaning of Yakub and the spirit of the book. Like, bro, relax, relax. It's okay. You don't need to get the dictionary out every single time you're rapping. And obviously, you know, people took offense to that, but no names like, shut the fuck up. This is my album. But didn't she take it off? Is it gone now? Nah, nah. So no, no. So it was going to be a there. single. It, yeah, yeah, it was going to be a single it, because of the people saw that Jay Electronica was featured. There was backlash. She pulled the single. She even threatened to like not drop the album or something like that. Um, but we, we're kind of accustomed. I wasn't really surprised in what happened because we're kind of accustomed to this with No Name Online, right? She gets into it with fans and and. Can I kind of hear the funniest thing? It's the so, most popular popular song on our Spotify yeah, right that's now. That's crazy. Yeah, but well. what was the backlash? Was already there just from his name being announced as a feature? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, and I'll be honest, I was late to it because like Sam says, it can be hard to follow what Jay Electronic is saying, but um, I remember a couple, there was a line or two on a written testimony 
that that caused some fuss. And then he spoke out when was it Nick Cannon said some stuff and and his management dropped him and whatnot. And uh, so the last few years, I mean, I've kind of been aware of it with Jay Electronica, but yeah, online apparently on on social media, people really took issue with it. And um, yeah, it got the the the, um, the single got canned basically. But it's on the album. They're like a woke parade, aren't they? So if she's doing some any step wrong, I feel like they'd get on her about that. Yeah. Well she like she said it herself. Like she she's aware that if she you know, being as political as she is, speaking on the topics that she does, it comes with a certain responsibility and people will hold her to a certain standard. But yeah. No, I wanted to just talk about I didn't want to make it seem like we were insensitive to it, but at the same time, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, we want to talk about the music and um, and be consistent with with these artists that we talk about because, let's face it, and, and also in her words, like, she's not really, she's not done anything physical or violent towards anyone. She shares opinions and people seem to get really, really mad about it, <laughs> um, but she's not actually causing any direct harm to anyone. So, um, yeah, should True. we get into it? I really like her album. I think it's good. Like the the middle section of it, like it was it was blowing my mind. I, I was really really impressed with this album. But again, I didn't really know it was coming out until you said, "Oh, No Name's dropping an album this week." I was like, "Yeah, sure she is," and then actually come out. So <laughs> I was I was shocked and surprised. Like I, I don't know if my reaction to it is because I was shocked because she was dropping, or is because it's actually good. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I swear, Kieran, you did not. You were like, no, you were not having it I when I was saying it. Right? Yeah, I didn't even believe it at all. Mm. Well, she was meant to. Well, not meant to. She. Um, announced an album a few years back, right? A Factory Baby or something like that. She was going to release an album and then it got pulled. Like she just stopped working on it, spoke about stopping music and whatnot. So yeah, I can understand why there was some, um, you know, scepticism about whether it was coming out. Sam, when you say the middle section, what what tracks are you referring to? So from the interlude part down to Afrofuturism. Mm. For me, you know, know, because that's the, Mm. When you were talking about the middle section, I was like, yes, because I had to like um, rate the songs individually. And for, literally, for, that middle section is just, it's a chef's kiss. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's all the parts with no features. So I'm just like, does No Name need features or does she just mm. choose to have them? Because it's like, I would have happily just had that section as an album and then, you know, the Black Mirror song to start The thing out, is, really. though, that she uses the features really well. Like... Almost like how Kanye would use his features. They they all come with their like arguably career highlight moment or like the best you've heard them in a few years. They're on topic, yeah, for sure. And they, they make sense as well. They don't ever feel like shoehorned in, especially like how that track with Billy Billy Woods, the gospel one, just like develops. Oof. And the verses get deeper and deeper Oof. and then it's like wow. Yeah. yeah, I want to talk about that Woods verse at some point. But mm. about that middle section, something that I enjoy a lot in there is the um the production like the drums on potentially the interlude and, and namesake as well in fact just the, the there's live instrumentation all over this right but yeah that was something that i picked up on but i don't know if we said this in that previous episode we had a no name but i remember her saying once that she was delaying releasing this album because she struggled to find the right producers for her and i feel like when you listen to this album it it does feel properly unique like She'd either have to have had a team or just spent years, which is what she did, to really craft this kind of mm. really unique sound, actually. I don't know if she spent years making this. I wonder if she just kind of has been making lots of different things and then this is mm. the most recent thing she's made yeah. that she liked. Do you know what I mean? I would, like she's just been iterating yeah. lots. 
I wonder if that was in reference to Factory Baby because I read there's a really good interview with her. Um, bear with me one second. I want to make sure I like give them some shine. I think the, the site is called The Tribe. Um, they interviewed her last week before her block party, which was part of this, this rollout as well. Um, and she said basically that Factory Baby, she was trying to make an album for for leftist Twitter or something like that. And um, because of the, the the positive response to Rainforest, and then she found out like where she was really trying to make an album for other people, it just weren't working out. But then this one, she said, she's kind of like, she's giving less fucks and she's like, I was a more of a, a mixtape vibe with this one, which is interesting actually. Um, I get I get that from songs like Oblivion, especially where she's just barring. But um, yeah, this one to me felt like it was put together quite quickly actually. But I don't know. I don't know for sure. Um, something I wanted to ask you all about was because this is the thing that I'm still kind of struggling with. So I really I'm interested to hear what you all think is Sundial, right? The title. And then you look at the cover art as well. What does that mean? Like, what is anyone because I know there's references throughout the album to the sun and orbits and things like that. But I'm looking at the album cover. I'm reading the title and I'm thinking about the content and I'm not quite piecing it all together. Does anyone have this, any thoughts? Uh, do you know what? Yeah, you know when we talk about how album artworks like really like inspirational, like like cho- makes you choose to listen to it. This is one of those ones you look at and go, "What the hell is that?" It looks kind of scary. Yes, no, I, I oh, think that's, exactly that's true. But I, I did, I didn't want to say it because I feel like there's oh. some double standards. Because the weekend's Dawn FM is also this, like you could say, it, yeah, actually, know, it is so. giving a bit yeah, of a Dawn you, FM, yeah. Vibe, but, but like, yeah, I feel, I this is what, the thing. I think there's double standards. Facts. Because we we didn't say this about the weekend's album, but we're saying about no names on. But the look in this person's eye—I don't know if this is meant to. Be <laughs> yeah, the look is off. The look is crazy. The look is. The eyes bit... follow you around the room like Mona Lisa. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it just looks a bit scary, and it's a, a serious looking. And I I know what you mean, Kieran, because that's such a good point. Because obviously, Dawn FM, we didn't say anything about this, but mm. for me, it's the eyes. The eyes are just like they are yeah, following you, like Sam says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of them paintings that watch you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. The album artwork's not really speaking to me. I just saw it and thought that's creepy. Anyway, let's press play and get that off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's how I was feeling. Wow. Whoa. So I might be reaching. Hot take. The, the only the only thing I've kind of come up with in my head but I might be way off is I'm looking at the face in that right and just the the overall it almost looks like different faces have been pieced together oh yeah 100% yeah yeah yeah, yeah, 100% and what that made me think is is I thought about some of the features as well and we know how political no name is we know how um we well we've already touched on Jay Electronica Billy Woods as well is someone that also is kind of left-leaning and I'm thinking is this like a is she kind of displaying this spectrum of different political thoughts within within like the the African American community or like just or just like the black community in general like I, I'm just trying to I don't quite get I'm, I'm trying to piece it together does that make sense to anyone it's almost like different am I way off I don't know I don't, I've I've no, I don't think I don't think you're way off though. yeah I'm you thinking like do you know how sundials they work because the sun like moves around and it like creates that shadow so right. like the sundial is essentially like a slave to the sun and uh i don't know i feel like she she definitely sits in this place of being like um a spokesperson for the people and they kind of work around every single word she says every like it's like this she's the 
she's the energy for this machine to start moving and stuff. So okay, I think that, yeah. I think maybe there's something like that. Yeah, that seems more in line. I just I, again, I, I was thinking about the interview as well. She spoke about she said something like, "I'm on my Pan African shit" or something like that, and she spoke about wanting to give different ideologies a voice, not in those words ex- exactly, but. Um, and then I just look at the cover art and I'm like, it's almost like different people are put put together in like into one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Everything uh, about it's unsettling though. The pose is like she's she's about to disappear from the screen. The eyes are telling me that she's staying. The hair looks like she's been through a fight. I don't know, man. It's it's I just find it unsettling. The whole thing's and, giving me uncanny mm, valley vibes mm. that I just and don't what know. is it in the top right? Is that a, a mermaid, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is it? And this some, is what some type of fish creature I'm not. That must just be like a reference to like her her group or her collective. Is she an Aquarius like, or whatever could... the one with the mermaid would be? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a shout. Ah. That's a shout. Okay. I'd love to know. That. I don't know. I'd love to know. That would make yeah, a lot of sense if it was star sign. Yeah. Uh, I... I'm still not understanding why. I guess it's just a personal thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about Star Sign. She's born in September. What does that make her? Oh, no, no she's, she's not like Aquarius. She's not Aquarius or anything like that. No. September's like. There you go. Oh, I don't even know what September That's is. Virgo. It could be her moon rising. I don't know all this shit. Virgo? What's a Virgo do? What's that look like? Is that a fish? There's no, there's no Virgo reference on this. For sure. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't no, know. No, star signs. I don't know. Oh no, it's looking like some kind of mermaid thing. I don't know. It is, is it? a mermaid, isn't it? Tell oh, Virgo. Yeah, apparently. Oh wait, wasn't Little Mermaid a black lady in the film? I yeah, she remember. was. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. I feel like she's talking a lot of black politics, and that was definitely a hot topic on social media. Like, especially if you went on YouTube, you saw. That video, the trailer got so many dislikes to the likes. Just uh, because they she was they switched off the dislikes moment. now, so you can't even see anymore. But um, I don't know. I think let's, they switched off because of that, though. Let's get out of the artwork and talk about the music. Yeah, yeah. What, what are we feeling about the music? Like bars wise, beats wise, topics wise. How are we feeling about it? I'm feeling good about this, but mm, the bars like I said, hard. it's shock value. I mean, I was. Uh, in terms of the music, I was gonna. I've, I've spoke about the the production, but um, the the track for me, the one that really stands out, just every like hitting every bass is um, Beauty Supply. From from the first time I heard it, I was like, this is ah, oh, it's beautiful. And do you know what? A lot of tracks now, like these are these are brief um, songs. Don't get me wrong, like the runtime of each of them, but this one does something that doesn't happen a lot anymore, which is just letting the beat ride and just like. You know, the little guitar solo that comes in, everything like that. I think musically that song and also content wise, I mean, obviously it's not something I can speak to, but it's, it just, it's, it's just like ticking all the boxes in what I want in a, in a, you know, a 10 out of, it's a 10 out of 10 to me, that song. I think it's, it's amazing. One of the best songs this year. I think it's the best of her sound as well. When she's on this kind of laid back jazzy kind of neo soul Mm. vibe, Mm. that's when she gets her best stuff going. Like it's, it's like it's it's a shame that she didn't have any features on that, but also she didn't need them. But if she did have a feature on there, you could really hear like Saba being on there or you know, mm. someone like that that she's collabed with before on, on other projects. But yeah, yeah, you're right, 100. This is a it's a it's a great song from her, and it's it's in that middle section where I feel like you know where she actually has an album <laughs> in yeah, that yeah. bit as opposed to the whole album being one thing. It's like that section there is actually like where the album is for me. Mm. 
And the other one as well was Hold Me Down. Like I think I said it on WhatsApp. That one was early Kanye vibes, that one. The the choir mm-hmm. coming in, the just that... The, uh, it, a little bit of a throwback to Telephone as well with just that kind of... There's a, something sort of upbeat and playful to it, but also there's the juxtaposition of quite heavy topics being discussed as well. Um, what was the other one as well? The one that hit... Oh, uh, Gospel as well. Again, choirs... Oh, man... I'm jumping a little bit, but the features on that one, especially. I mean, Silk Money, the way he starts that verse the with flow's the Fuji's land. Yeah, the flow's mad, aggressive delivery. But then Billy Woods, I mean, it kind of reminded me a bit of, you know, when Getz was on In the Fire and they changed the beat? Because like, they knew, like, this is this is a special verse. With this one, like, the drums come out and then it gets to a certain point in the verse and the choir comes back in. It's like they knew, oh, this one's special. Oh, that verse is incredible, man. Hmm. What do you like about it? About the verse? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing for me is, and I mean, I'm quite late to the party with Billy Woods. I know I've been, like when we've done our awards, uh, he he creeps into my top 10, but I think I've been underrating him. But this year, especially, especially with that Maps album, I'm starting to really get it. And the thing with him is, is we talk about storytelling in rap, but this guy, I, I've, I'm struggling to think of people that are able to like share memories like he does like the, the there's such a vividness to the way he writes like and I know he's I think his dad is um from Zimbabwe and he lived out there for a bit and I think this is a story about like, them being at a rally when the revolution was on I think it is that unless he's like just he's telling the story from someone's perspective who was there or if it's actually him but there's, there's such a level of detail to it it just it's one of those ones where it just takes you out you just like zone straight in I think I was saying it on WhatsApp. It's like he paints a canvas with his bars. Um, it's very vivid, very emotional, again, aided by the, the production. Um, I think it's verse of the year. I'm not going to lie. I think, it, uh, sorry, feature of the year. I think it's incredible. Big words from Mr. Sean. What about you, Theo? What are you saying about this album? Oh, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving how... Um... Uh, just musically and uh, sonic, uh, sonically, the the production is incredible, and just obviously some of the tops are, uh, topics are heavy, but I just think it's how she's that it's that middle section for me because Beauty Supply is just incredible. I could listen to that song every single time, mm. but for me, even though this is even though it's heavy, I keep coming back to it, even, and it's probably it's <laughs> it's it's toxic. Toxic just does something to me. It's just the way as she tells that. Um, how she talks on it it just it hits me in a different sort of a way and how she sort of painted that picture and it's just well i don't know just for, um honestly toxic just does something to me like i feel the sort of the anger and all the emotions within that song which kind of excuse the pun makes it more even toxic in it but she's doing mm. it she's doing her and i really understand and feel from that song especially towards the end that she is doing her and i just thought wow this is i'm just sitting back thinking you know what this is just this is incredible and um obviously namesake as well is phenomenal but potentially the interlude i I could listen to that all day as well even though it's like essentially an interlude i could just sit there and listen to it uh, all the time i just think it's phenomenal Uh, but i I, I I wish you coming back yeah likewise i wish i I wish you kind of I was like, Sorry? what am I hearing here? I had to wheel mm-hmm. up twice. I was like, what the hell is going on here? But it's the production. I feel like the production. you're touching on some interesting things, though. Oh, 100%. Sorry, Phil. Yeah. No, 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 it's all right. Because it, 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 it's... It, the, don't you feel that the production just sets her up nicely? And then when she just mm. gets going, I'm like, 
oh my goodness me, this is just, just like, can you keep, like you said, can you keep going? It's just, but yeah, she does touch. It's a very minimalist beat as well though. Yeah, 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 Mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's just, but it's hooked you in right from the get go and you're like, okay, yeah, I want, I want to, I want this to keep going. It's just, it's just that idea though that the the people say they love you but they really love potential. Like, mm. I think that's a really interesting thing that I would have loved for her to expand on. I mean, maybe she's touching on it throughout the album because um, there's. I feel like something. I wouldn't call it a theme, but the mood for me here, and it's something that's going to come up in the next album we talk about, is is frustration, is anger. Like she's pissed off. Like you can just tell throughout this thing. Like she is. I know there's things like beauty supply and you know the instrumentation is 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 different on a lot of these tracks, um, but what she's saying and how she's saying it, um, she, she doesn't sound happy. <laughs> and no, I think just, one of yeah, the definitely. one of the reasons why is is what she's touching on on that track. I'd I'd love for it to have been longer. Um, what about you, Kieran? What yeah, are you feeling on this? Just adding on to what you were saying, she does she doesn't sound happy lyrically, but. I feel like her voice is just so soft and easy listening. She's she's basically it's almost like elevator music, especially with um Black Mirror, like the chords and the way I can I can just hear that instrumental in an elevator. It's so chill. Um but that I think that's a really interesting like juxtaposition she's got. But yeah, my favorite track is actually um Boom Boom. I don't I just like that she's having fun. Yeah, like I was gonna say the pum pum song, but <laughs> make a wish. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just think I think that song's fun. I was I was surprised that I only feature as well. She's she's singing like she's not just like doing a little hook. She's, yeah. she's singing on that. She um, needs a shout out. Two two great features, I think. Yeah, Oblivion Hook. It it her feature as well. I don't know if she's from Chicago, but it, the whole thing just this whole project just has this Chicago feel to it. Even though she is branched out with the features. She's got common at the end, which is such a nice ending too. Like Oblivion's quite a hard track to process, I find as well, because it's like the pace is fast and like at the point you're at the common versus like what the hell's going on? And then it, it ends faster than you realize. Yeah, too. that's what I was I about to say. That don't you find that track just um ends abruptly? Like you're in it and yeah. then it just ends. And then you're like, oh but yeah, that's like, the album over. Yeah, that, that song kind of sums up the album in a way. Like you put yeah. it on and it's over by the time yeah. you realise it. Um mm. But it's not a bad thing for sure. Like I was, I was happy with the length of the album, and I also felt like she catered to the modern era in a lot of ways. Like she didn't really go out crafting full records. She was just like spitting. Sometimes there was choruses. Yeah. It's just general no name vibes as well. She she did that a lot before. Well, it definitely makes sense why she said what she said about it, or kind of like being in a mixtape mode because that was something that I was going to say is just like a. Not a criticism, but I felt that, especially after all the time away, like I, I like a concise album, but there were points on this where I felt, ah, oh, like that could have been fleshed out more. Or no, but it's just really like unfinished. But do you but remember Earl Sweatshirt's album, Sick? Yeah, where yeah. he just like he had like a one minute and a half track, and it was so dense that we, we were content with it. I feel like this album hits on that level as well. Yeah, no, sorry, I, I, sorry I, I do. Yeah. You, though, but yeah, I do t- mostly, but um. When she said about the mixtape thing, it was like, oh, that makes sense. You just got some stuff to say. You're not really bothered about like other than beauty supply, like I said, where it kind of it, they they let the beat ride and and um, the, let the musicians do their thing. She's not really interested in. She just she it's urgent. That's the best word I can use. It's urgent. She's got stuff to say. Once she said it, onto the next one. Bang. 
um, and it fits. And Oblivion, I think, for that track, it, it works that it ends it abruptly, but because it's the end of the album, it's like it's a bit jarring. You're like, oh, we're done. If it came somewhere else, it would have, I don't know. But, it would have felt like um, a moment to you. Sorry? It would have felt like a moment to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But also, Kieran, back to when we were talking about the album cover and the title and all that, what you were saying, which I think is most, it, that sounds like, that was probably the best interpretation of what it all means. Um, it makes sense in relation to that track too, the whole spinning into oblivion, sundial thing, like mm. the orbit. and um, Yeah. When you, were, when you were saying that earlier, I was thinking about that track actually as well. Oh, that seems like a star exploding at the end mm. kind of thing. Back to Toxic quickly. That was like the the more palatable version of We Cry Together, that song for me. It was, um, I agree with you, Phil. There, there was a toxicity to it, like it was fitting. Um, but it definitely wasn't as um, abrasive as, as Kendrick's last year. But hmm. it's good to get that female perspective as well, right, in these things. I know that Kendrick had it with uh, Taylor Page, but coming from No Name as well, giving that perspective is interesting. Um, Afrofuturism as well, I think that is a, that's a tune, man. That's a, it's, there's something off kilter to it, but I love it. And the flow as well. That's something people don't talk about enough. No names flow. She's got Crazy. her own flow. She's got her yeah. own style, her own flow. And I think, I think that actually makes some people quite mad because if you rap like no name, people can kind of tell. Mm, mm. Cause it's like a spoken word kind of flow, but it's also kind of like, it's adaptable so she can break out into singing a bit and come back into the kind of spoken mm, word flow mm, that she's mm. really kind of, Home it's a bit like Chance. Day one. Chance the rapper has a style kind of adjacent, I'd say. Yeah, true, true. But Chance, Chance isn't doing anything. Do you know what I mean? She's at mm. least doing something. She's trying to be a rapper. Chance the rapper is on. I don't even know what he does now. I think he's just living off residuals. He doesn't make music anymore, does he? He was releasing singles last year. He may have dropped stuff this year, but I think since that so-called debut album, his um. It's yeah. Uh, well, we might get to it later on when we talk about Chicago. But yeah, chance. It felt like 2016 times he was gonna go into huge things, and then yeah, since that he's, was it called the Big Day. It's not. It's not really gone. Well, he spoke about well. how people associated him with drug rap too much because of how he did LSD or acid once, and he's like, I actually only did it that one time. Made that album about it, and then you know, I tried to move past it, but mm. everyone's like, No, you're the drug rapper now. It's just like he got trapped in that kind of thought loop but yeah mm. i don't know i th- i think no name's unique i don't think she sounds like chance the rapper i think it's no. just accents maybe mm. Mm. i suppose we before we maybe move on to um like favorite tracks and all that is we've got to talk about namesake i guess because that's the one that other than balloons has caused the the biggest um it's gotten the biggest response i'd say especially because of the name she calls out i mean in fairness to her she is kind of self-deprecating. Like she, she's, there's lines like on Black Mirror where she says something about drifting in and out of consciousness, like the rappers do. She a rapper too, and and then on this one, she talks about you know the decision to play at Coachella, even though she said she wouldn't do it. And I think what she means by that is perform in front of mostly white audiences. But what do we think about the name callouts and and what that song means? She's just going at every Rock Nation artist or something because all I see is Jay Z and Rihanna. It's like Beyonce. Oh, Kendrick yeah. as well. No, Kendrick's on there as well. But yeah. but when she no with the namesake, what she's actually saying though is actually quite like fitting because the NFL has always been like she she makes a good point. When I was actually listening to it, how many rappers have come out and said, "Oh yeah, look, NFL, you're all for Colin Kaepernick." We're all like. Um, 
we're standing against the NFL only to turn around and then just do the Super Bowl. And then, like, like I said, and then she does it so well that she says that. She's like, oh, look, you're all like saying that you're against the Super Bowl, but now you're signing up for the Super Bowl. But yet mm. I'm in the same, I'm in that same boat because I said I wouldn't perform at Coachella, but I have. And then just like sort of doubles down on that. But I, I get it. I mean, the way she's done it is... <laughs> It's funny with the whole oh go Kendrick go yeah, no, that, yeah I found yeah. that quite fu- I found that quite funny but she makes a good point though I can't go away from that when I looked at the lyrics and how she she painted that picture and what she's actually talking and what she's saying she and with the fighter jets and everything because the mm. NFL has always had that relationship with the military and you're basically funding the mil- military and for the US to be stronger she's actually making a valid point. She's, she's yeah, making the yeah. argument that, you know, there's there's bigger fish to fry here and I've yeah. got to make a paycheck at the end of the day is what I felt like. Because she's like, you know, the, the same gun that shot, you know, this black kid over here is the same gun that's shooting someone out in the Middle East. It's like, oh, yeah, you don't think of it like that. You know, it's like sometimes you get so pigeonholed into your way of thinking of what I'm saying is the most important thing or what's going on over here is the most important thing. But it's actually worse atrocities happening for us as a country overseas is what I mm. felt like she was trying to say. Do you know what, though? I'm going to be a bit of a prick. She says, Here we go. She says, um, oh, okay. she says she don't fuck with Jay-Z and then she puts Jay Alec on the album. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Because you know what, as well, like, I, and this is something I, I touched on it earlier, um, the double standards. is like when someone like JPEG Mafia or, you know, name another out there male rapper says some wild shit, it's like, oh, they're so bold, it's brave, it's funny, it's this and that. No name does it, it's like, it's a problem. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's all, I, I, I think it doesn't sit that well with me. I think that um, just on a music perspective and like a, a rapping perspective, the way she's spitting on this is crazy. Like the, the speed, the, the, the you know, the, the wordplay. Um, I don't think it's as deep as people think. I think like, Fia, you said about the way she's like rapping, like go, go Kendrick, go and all that. It's kind of playful. It's not like I yeah. actually hate these people. It's, it's, um, yeah, I don't think it's as deep as people make out, but she's making a she's making a valid point. I think we all consume things and don't really think about the bigger picture and and where our money goes and what we're kind of funding or what we're you know supporting and whatnot. But um, I like it, man. I, I I like her. She's brave, you know. She's saying shit a lot of people won't say. Um, hmm. So crack on but yeah that i did laugh when she said about not fucking with jay-z i was like did that did, did i just hear jay elect like three tracks ago that's interesting okay <laughs> as we know jay electronica album is just basically a jay-z album yeah. <laughs> Calabo. that's from our unreleased archives where we just spoke about how yeah. weird it was to to be like this is a jay electronica album but i've heard him twice hmm. anyway. i think we touched on every track i know i know we've not gone too deep but um so what were our favorites then for me, go it's got to be potentially the interlude, beauty supply, and maybe Afrofuturism. I'm I'm kind of undecided. Mm. Everyone else? Uh, mine was either the, the Boom Boom one and Gospel. <laughs> Wait, Kieran, say that again. What was what was it? It's the it's the Boom Boom one. <laughs> 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 the last one. Oh no! Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> I didn't oh, know those two buttons are going to get uh, you guys so much. 
No, mine's potentially poten- Oh God, I'm, I said potentially <laughs> twice. <laughs> it's something like I've got to do. Ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, mine's potentially the interlude. And you might as well just go straight down to Toxic. So potentially the interlude, namesake, beauty supply, Toxic. There you go. That's a whole run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that run is that run for me is nice. That, you did I a FIFA feel. What a FIFA? Name like a half yeah. album. <laughs> yeah, mine is um shout out Dead and Hip Hop. Um mine is our oh, beauty supply is definitely number one. Um Hold Me Down I Love. Um and then it's a toss-up between gospel and Afrofuturism. I think maybe Afro- Afrofuturism is just an overall track, but the Billy Woods feature, mm. like I said, is just... Yeah, that feature's probably the best moment on the album. Oh, man. Powerful, powerful stuff. Scores. Scores on the doors. What we I, got? I'm coming in really low here. I'm coming in at like a, like a 7.5, which is... Oh, my God. What's he, no, 7.3, maybe? <laughs> no, no, no. no oh we're not God. doing... That's actually a mess, man. That's, that's actually some bullshit. <laughs> no, wait, wait, Sam, you're trolling. Shocked. No, I'm being serious. No, I'm being serious. serious. I can be. Can explain, explain. Nah. Do you know what it is? When I'm, when I'm coming into an album, yeah, what I'm expecting is what I'm expecting. And I guess it just hit me at a wrong time. I was in the mood for something else. I'm in the mood for like a... A summertime kind of I, ride I swear around, you but... said when the album dropped I I needed this album or something like that. At that sure time that I was oh, I'm sure that was you. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be saying shit, that's a problem. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, actually I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back to the seven point five. I'm sticking at the seven point five. No further questions, Your Honor. Okay. <laughs> We took him to court. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Kieran? Oh, uh, oh no! no Other end of back. the spectrum. Hold me back. Let's have you next. Let's go in this circle that I'm seeing. <laughs> um, okay, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, so I tried to um, do it where I rated every song, but then I had to bump it up because it came it came lower than I thought it was gonna be. So I'm rating it eight point eight. That's where I think it. Come on, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Theo's rated it the same as Pitchfork. That's crazy. I'm just going to get in. Snap. 8.8. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Go on, Kieran. I was going to say 8.9. So what, where are we working with? Like, man, I feel like you've brought that one down. Yeah, I brought the average down, but I'm just, I'm rating it as honest as I can. Like, I don't know. Man, that's, I, I just, that's how I feel. That's you know, I'm always low with the rankings. This one's low. I don't know. I, I might change it towards the end of the year, but for now... I think it brings it down to like a 7.9 or something. Oh my God. Oh, whoa. That, really? That can't be real. Oh, Let me check. Man, I'm doing the match live on air. <laughs> quick match. This is definitely the opposite of quick mass. I might get this in is, before you. This is old man mass. Here we go. 8.5 is the average, actually. There we go. That's uh, fair. No, that's, 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 that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the very last thing I'll say on it is, like we said, we didn't, we weren't really going to touch on the the politics and the controversy too much. What this album did for me was something kind of similar to what um, Kendrick's Auntie Diaries did in that there was a response to that where people weren't too happy with the execution um, and it offended some people. And I think with this, and particularly the the JLX stuff, is what it's, what it's said to me is, is that I think, again, touching on... on other things in hip hop that we ignore, other like content, I mean, that we ignore that is problematic. What this has said to me is going forward, I need to really start listening to what people are saying 
and start to be a bit more consistent across the board, especially if we're going to criticize certain artists, i.e. someone mm. like a no-name. So I'm undecided on how I feel about no-name uh, going forward. And I'm kind of going on my own little journey now to, like I say, take take taking lyrics more seriously. Um, but all I'll say is, is um, and I think it's really important for people to, to read that article with the tribe because she, she clarifies a few things and expands on some stuff. But I just want to, I want to commend her boldness. She's, um, like I say, I don't necessarily agree with the politics and the opinions, but to have the stance she does in a very, uh, in, in a, a male dominant and capitalist industry, I, I think it's bold. And um, yeah, as long as, she, I think her intentions are deep down are pure and there's, you know, I'm interested to see how her career pans out and how her, um, yeah, just how she progresses as an artist and as a person. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do not cancel no name. Wow. <laughs> Sean, the head of the cancelling authority says uncancelled <laughs> yes. no name. You heard it here first. But fuck cancelling. We don't like cancelling. Anyway. It's um, hard, Sean. It's hard with lyrics because there's tracks like Fuck You Mean, for example, where... He's actually saying some madness, but how can you not like that song? No, what, but this is what I mean. No, but, but what? What's yeah, he saying? Well, that's mad. It's one of the best songs. Of you. Oh, he he says some bad. I can, I can quote one line right now. Quote <laughs> it. Well, yeah, quote with the swears. I don't know. Like he says, "Fucking, fucking this bitch like a perv." Yeah. That's what he oh says. my! You never done well, that. Why did you say yeah? Like you agree? I like what you said, ecstasy, a wonderful feeling. I'm like, I'm sure it is. Do you know what I mean? I've never had it, but there you go. So, but, but Kieran, I, I kind of mean the opposite to what you're saying is that we have never had a conversation about those lines before. Like we just, it, it doesn't even, we don't even see it as a problem because we're so used to this kind of thing being spoken about. But as soon as an artist like No Name has a feature like this on the album or says some of the things she says, there's uproar from people. Do you get what I mean? It's like, mm. why, why, uh, why do we not care about the, like I say, the the misogyny and the the glorification of violence? But then we'll we'll get onto an artist like this um, when they include a, f- a feature like like this one. So that's what I mean. Is mm. I, I I'm personally going to start deep in lyrics a bit more um, and and being consistent across the board because I look back at some of these classic albums like this. I'm, I'm name dropping now, but think about something like Doggy Style. I mean, that is crazy what, what's been said on that album. Crazy. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I mean, basically. That's what I mean. Um, I get you. Should we get on to Mick Jenkins? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Mick Jenkins. Another Chicago legend. Um, legend. So before, before we get into the album, were we listening to the singles that came out before. Were we enjoying the singles? You know what, I know Sam's not a singles man, but... Mick, Mick, Jens, Mick Jenkins is not on my radar like that, but that's my own fault. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not saying he's not worth listening to. I just say he's just not on my radar. Mm. So the singles were dropping and I was just, just a bit like, eh. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But you don't I, really do singles though, do you? Like if you... You want to nah. hear an album. If I don't... Yeah, if, yeah. I, if I know there's an album coming, I'm not really going to bother. But some, mm. some people buck that exception, like... Someone like Dave, I might as well listen to the singles so I can get a feel for whether or not I want to listen to that podcast that's going to be in his album. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> oh but yeah, no, nah, I didn't listen to any of the singles for Mick, Mick Jenkins. Oh Mick my Jenkins, days! No, but you know uh, when you said when you said singles, obviously I listened to Gu- Guapanese, uh, which is just uh, f- unbelievable, by the yeah, way. But yeah, I, mm-hmm, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't see, I didn't listen to the other singles before I, I de- um, got to the album. To be honest, it was only Guapanese, and that was it for me. Oh, so you didn't hear Smoke Break? 
Because that's a no. big single, you know. Like, and, no, like, on I, that, didn't, and, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't hear it oh. until I, until the album dropped. I didn't hear that. Mm. Okay. What about you, Kieran? No, I was tapped in. I, I feel like I'm a Mick Jenkins fan, to be honest. I'm not going to yeah, lie. But um, I think... I felt. I also felt like I wasn't. Sh- I just wasn't sure where he was going. I feel like his whole career has been a bit like, I'm not sure what what he's going for. Kind of reminds you of Big Crit in more recent years. But like, mm. he's never dropped. The thing is, Mick's never fallen off. I feel like he's actually always delivered with every project. There's mm. at least been like one amazing song. Um, but generally, he's an album crafter. So I was just waiting for the album. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I was aware of the singles. Um, uh, Guapanese was definitely the one that was in rotation more um, but I also had the I had the kind of Sam stance where I was like I knew the album was coming because he announced it and I thought let me let me take these in once we get the full project um, but yeah I knew Smoke Break was doing the rounds with the JID feature as well um, and I can see the streaming numbers and that are much higher than everything else so it's clearly done well but um, yeah the album I mean I don't think it's a hot take to say that I feel like the theme and the, just the general vibe is, is again, a bit, a bit like no name, but for different reasons is frustration. I, I'm trying to think when I've heard, I don't think mix ever sounded this um, aggressive over a full project. We've had aggressive songs in the past, but this is like nearly every one. He's yeah. damn near shouting. Only till like L- literally the right from the top point, to the bottom. He calms though. down. Yeah. Yeah. He calms he, down, he but calms then he starts down, getting uh... angry again. Like literally. You're spot on. I haven't like, because I consider myself a Mick Jenkins fan myself ever since the water man, obviously, but you've never heard him. Yeah, like, yeah, this. Yeah. You've never heard him this like sort of agitated and anger. And you hear the passion in his voice. Like what it for me, pasta, like, have you ever heard him like that on a, on a track? He was just I was like, what? The, the, the beat hell? on that's crazy. It's so like, yeah. it, it kind of sounds like something from um, Life After Death, the Biggie album. Do you know Ooh. what I mean? Like that that's mafioso. A, oh, yes, yes. Feel. Mm. I never thought that, but I, I, yeah. I, f- I find this, I find the aggressive delivery quite difficult to listen to for him though, because I'm used to him making like, I Chill. guess like stoner music. Mm. Yeah. But he's I hear just what like, you're saying. And he's like just barring. And I feel like um we get that on like Roy G. Biv. Oh. Um, yeah, which so is an amazing song. Tune. Yeah, it's, that's, that's an amazing song because it's very like classic Mick. Whereas he he actually has progressed as an artist on this album to a point where mm. he's kind of unrecognizable. Did it, did anyone else feel like that? Kind of. I mean, I like, don't know. I I think there's there's an element of that classy rap on here with Guapanese. Guapanese is like mm. I don't know. It feels like a. It feels like something Griselda would do, where they're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. talking through something, like it's a discussion type thing. It's like really classy. He, he lets the bars breathe as well. He'll say something and just like let it sit with you, and you're like, ooh, you just yeah. Well, it's I think he was inspired amazing. by Griselda. That's why he got the the Benny feature on Sitting Ducks. Mm. But I think that, like I say, there's been there's been instances of it throughout his career. There's been singles or just songs throughout albums where he's he's got that more aggressive shouting type delivery, but yeah, it was definitely noticeable in this one to the point where I was like, the album title should have been The Frustration or or like Ran Out of Patience or something. Like, I didn't get a mm. patient vibe from him. I felt like, again, a bit like No Name is like, I've got a, quite a lot to say or like I've got a chip on my shoulder. And But with that, no, I was going to say though, with that, but don't you get the feeling that it's called The Patience because how the album finishes and what he touches on, he's frustrated. So he's talking about, I need to be more patient. So hence why it's called the patience mm. because it's this journey of becoming more patient. 
So it's like a flip yeah. way, sort of. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not, but yeah, he's not patient at all. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like the picture the picture in the album artwork is showing how impatient he is. It's like he's got his yeah. hand over his mouth. He's like keeping his yeah. words back. You know what I mean? It's like he's on the mm. edge of something mm. over there. So it's like, I think the patience he looks like is he's like gonna the kill patience someone. he needs. Like, or oh, the patience yeah, he, he has <laughs> to not go this crazy. <laughs> sorry, Sam. Sorry for interrupting oh. you. I feel like you're making a good point. But... I don't even know what you said. I was on my own thing. Oh, man. What did you say? I just I, think... I just said he looks like he's he's going to kill someone. <laughs> I feel like that's true, man. He's got the killer eyes. Mad. He definitely looks fed up. Definitely looks fed up. But he, again, it, uh, he's done a few good interviews, but um, I was reading one with uh, The Fader, and he was talking about how his his label situation has changed. So the previous, he's out of the previous deal that he had with at least the last two projects, and um, he wasn't very happy with his situation during those times, and he felt that, he said, like with this album, he kind of put his all into it. The other ones, he didn't, and he wasn't. He didn't feel like his albums were promoted in the way he wanted to. He didn't have as much freedom with the marketing, etc. Loads of stuff. But um, I'm guessing where the the what he's touching on is maybe his experiences and his feelings during those times, or the transition from them until this period, and that's where this frustration is coming from, and this um, not just lack of patience, but like Theo says, the the kind of realization to to be more patient as well because I, I get I agree with you kind of there's a resolution at the end of this album but um, who t- someone brought up um, Roy G Biv um, yeah that to me is one of the best written songs all year and I only properly deeped it yesterday I only clocked up what he's doing with that track does every is everyone like do you know what's what's going on? Like what the title I don't means? Know. I'm just like shocked by the way he's borrowing on it. I, yeah, I, I can't just, even deep what he's saying, so, but like yeah. he's doing that thing he does, but at his top level, he's like free association things. For me, I it's feel like amazing. he was like jumping in and out of the beat. I don't know. It felt like a bit of like a um, a trip. Like when I was listening to, yeah. it, I was like, oh. So like, I got I flying lotus vibes. The yeah. beat to me is flying lotus esque, and that the way he goes, um, there's the little like I can't even call it a chorus, but he says something like color theory or something like that. it's got almost got like a kendrick vibe from to pimp a butterfly times it's just a bit like weird in a good way but um i've got to give credit where credit's due so you know um theo you know them you know the reaction channel lost in vegas oh yeah yeah they're brilliant yeah, they're yeah. fantastic they are. so they they just randomly popped up on my uh feed in the like, last couple of days and i was like oh i've not yeah. heard from them in a while they're talking about mick and it was this track and they they helped me realize that so the title is an acronym for the rainbow or the colors of the rainbow. Oh yeah. And if you think oh, about the verses and the days. schemes, so the first one is talking about that's the, the color red and different shades of red. And I think he's touching oh, on no. colorism. And then the second verse is green. I know there's blue in there too, but it's like different shades of oh, green. No, he talks it's about my mind's blown. jaded eyes and olive branches. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no. And then the third theory is more, and this is where it's more up to interpretation, but He's kind of like he says, "What brushstroke did you get stuck in? What kind of palette you mixed up in?" Just talking about people's their environments, their perspectives, how your life can pan out in different ways depending on those things. Um, and then there's the whole bit at the end with you know like the the pink slips and you can't have enough to drive. They're pulling yellow cards and the squad all going the channel orange stuff, the grey area, all that. Hey, Ooh. it's incredible. <laughs> shout out to us. <laughs> yeah, shout out to grey area. Oh, wow. but, yes. Yeah, when you when you yes. know when you think of it in that context, when, as soon as they said the the colours of the rainbow, I was like. Oh my god, this is That's incredible. Phenomenal. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna have to no, I'm, I'm gonna have to listen to that again, man. That's that I've not deep it like that. That's mad. Theo, you look like the cover man, out there. You no, were just going, no, I honestly, I didn't see it like that. That's ridiculous. I'm gonna have to, do yeah, it's that incredible, again. man. And to me, that's where I feel like mix in his bag most when he does the conceptual stuff. Like, you know, there's mm. P's and Q's, there's Bruce, well, not Bruce Banner, that was different, but um, he's done stuff before on singular tracks and albums where he's he's got this clear concepts and he runs with it i think black sheep on the water that one was mm, kind of mm. like that um yeah and th- this one for me is the standout and it's different to the rest of the album like sam said it's trippy um it doesn't really sound like anything else on there the flow is it's one of the there's a few instances on here of respite and um this is one of them where he's just on a more chilled vibe but nah man when you again when you realize that context what what the the out uh, song title means it just yeah, mind blown, incredible. Um, yeah. It's Any other track? Well. It's under two minutes. Yeah, he, it goes back to that thing you were saying about Earl and what we were saying about No Name too. I think there's a real skill to to creating something this dense in such a short space of time. There's not many people mm-hmm. that can do it. I think of like No Name. I think of Earl. I think of Vince to an extent. I think of Pusha T as well, like what he's able to do in a short space of time. Pusha um, T has spoken about a brick of coke in more ways than I think is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible though, isn't it? Like, it's crazy. But like, I'm thinking like Dave Perry, for example, I mean, that is like, it's borderline EP. It's not, you know, it's, it's barely short. an album, but so much is packed in there. And I don't just mean from a lyrical, like content perspective, but like musically as well. Um, there's a lot going on. But um, the other thing that Mick talks about a lot on here that comes up is uh, I think that he's, I think the frustration and the the whole thing around patience isn't just in relation to his situation, but I think it's also how he's perceived by the rest of the, the rap game or like fans and how I think he thinks that maybe he's underrated. People he's don't. Definitely, he's overlooked even. Oh, yeah. he's I, definitely You don't see him anywhere. And he talks a lot about um, people exaggerating in their lyrics, about people faking it, imposters. I mean, Pastor's one where he's like fucking screaming down the mic, but um, <laughs> he's definitely, uh, he's definitely, um, like I said, there's a chip on the shoulder. It's like, it's time to listen to me now. Like I've been doing this. I'm, I'm one of the best. Um, I'm tired of being overlooked, as Kieran said. Did, did everyone else get that impression or was it just mm. me? I think he really feels that. Yeah. Isn't he on like his fourth or fifth album right now? He's had a lot of albums. Yeah, he's been, yeah, that's the thing. He's been putting out this content and he does get overlooked because you know, if like, I don't know, you ask, you ask around and people, it gets to the point where people are like, oh, Mick Jenkins, who's Mick Jenkins? And it is, it is like sad mm. and it shouldn't be like that at all because I think he's, phenomenal but he doesn't get Hmm. talked about in that same light that's why what Kieran touched on um, earlier I think he is almost in the same bracket as like Big Crit I get that same um, same Mm -hmm. type of vibe where we know the I don't want to say potential we know the skill and the quality he has but yeah he's not getting people aren't really realizing that at all and I can feel that frustration in this album I bet he is frustrated I bet he's like thinking to himself why am I not being talked about like I'm I'm doing this here right now showing everybody but no one's saying my name and no matter how humble or like sort of ah yeah I don't care you're going to be over time that will just start to piss you off when you start seeing other um, artists getting 
shout outs and you know you know you're better than them but you're just not getting heard it's just going to be annoying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do you know what though a little bit of um devil's advocate here do you think that he's ever made a like a a standout album like don't get me wrong his and this is my personal opinion his his projects always float between good and great but we talked about No Name, who, and I didn't say this when we were talking about Sundial. I think No Name's at a point where she's arguably the best Chicago rap artist since Kanye West. Like she's that good. Like she's she's on this. Like she's free for free. She's put out some phenomenal bodies of work. Has Mick ever had one of those? No, I think the water no. was uh, the water was. F- well, he came out strong. He hasn't, but he could. Do. That's oh. the problem. He's. I don't mm. know if he's if he's there yet. He's like. When I say he's fairly young, like he's still young in the game. He hasn't broken into the mainstream yet. I think once he gets that mainstream kind of audience, it might fuel him to show his best. Like, well, like this this album feels like he's gotten all of this pent up feelings off his chest now because the albums haven't been doing as well as he wanted to. They've not been promoted the way they should be, or like maybe they just haven't come together. Like, hmm. you know, but great his last way. album was pretty good. Elephants it was good. Yeah, it, it was, was good, good. But I feel yeah, like it was good. this one's clearer, though. Don't you feel like I, I understand his vision a lot more in this one? Mm. And I feel like now that he's said this like aggressive stuff, maybe he'll calm down and make something a bit more clear and chill next time. I mm. think as well, he's also in that subset of rap that's not really destined for the big audiences. He's in that chill, mellow mm. kind of place or that jazzy place. So it's like mm. you kind of picked a niche within a niche. You know what I mean? Hip hop is a niche, mm. and then you're in the niche of of that you're not in the the drug rap side or the gangster rap side so it's like you kind of just mm. have to accept that you know the people that love you love you like you know they're not passing trade but if he wants that kind of fan base he's gonna have to kind of i don't know he's gonna have to go to like where vince is where he views it like a career as a like or a job even as opposed to now where he's in this like frustrated artist kind of mood mm-hmm. yeah i wonder who it's aimed at because he says something in an interview about how like when he meets other rappers, they tell him how amazing he is. So I think he feels he's got the respect from his peers, but maybe it's more of a fan thing or like just the, the general culture. But then I, I wonder whether like he could benefit from doing some more high profile features, but then that obviously depends on artists reaching out to him and all like things happening organically. But um, I know he does features, but I'm talking like a kind of J. Cole-esque run where you're like, it's all, J. Cole's almost like, been putting practice in when we you know the album was called the off season this and that but it's almost like he's he's done all these features to up his pen game and and um be considered mm. in a certain in, in a uh, certain conversations i wonder if mick could benefit from doing that just hopping on other people's sure. track you know, with like smoke break dance when i was listening to that in, in the context of the album i was thinking i would be interested to hear mick jenkins featured on a kendrick song because i he, he can do these high-pitched like um this like falsetto ad libs and stuff anyway. And mm. I feel like he would fit really well. And he's, he's so lyrically strong too. Yeah. I, I, that would be a cool thing to see. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm like a little bit, a little bit puzzled that he's not bigger than he is because like he can do all these things that a Kendrick can do that a Cole can do. Um, yeah. It's, it's a bit of an odd one, but do you know what though? I, 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 like, I like this album as you could probably tell. And, um, and as I've kind of said, I appreciate conciseness and then density within in that uh in a in a concise project but i actually felt like this was uh, i needed a bit more from some of these tracks i'm not gonna lie like they were it felt a bit too abrupt for me um like uh, an example is um is it 2004 
Um, but by the way, I think every every track's at least good. But I was just like, is that it? Is it not going to be a bit more? Especially you've been away for a couple of years. Have you got a bit more to say? Mm. Um, the other song for me was, and we'll, we'll get to the features. Sitting ducks with Benny. I was a bit underwhelmed by that Benny feature. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. That, that was it's because me, but... Mick is shouting though, and then Benny comes in and he's just doing his normal delivery. But like, I felt that. But I felt like with with Benny especially, and this isn't so much on Nick, uh, on Mick, but Benny's verse sounded a bit. Um, I don't know, a little bit complacent. Like he's it, it, there was just something a bit lacking in his delivery for me. Like it just didn't sound like the the Benny we've heard many times. The bars, like, he wasn't really saying anything that. I don't know. It I was, know, man. I it was it fine, was but I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was a good verse. He, I feel like he's got good lyrics on it. Good vibes. Yeah, but but like it's Benny. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we've had more punch from features from Benny, and um, I don't know whether the whole like there's the Trump thing at the minute as well. With like myself included, but I'm like, why is he? Why is he now supporting Trump? Is this is this legit? But I, I don't know. I, I was just a bit underwhelmed by that track. And then the last track, Mop, which and I love the beat on that track. By the way, the Mop beat is I love it. But he goes into like a a monologue at the end, and I'm like, I kind of would have liked you to rap that. I would have liked that as another I verse. Know what you mean that that um, monologue yeah, at the end? Yeah. It explains the album though, but it's a bit like, oh, bit do a... I have to sit through this every time it comes yeah, yeah. on? <laughs> but doesn't it just... do what it's meant to do, where it kind of brings you down back to to normalcy? Do you know what I mean? As in, I don't know. I feel like the album goes in so many different places, and it starts so like crazy with you know like show and tell and all that kind of energetic stuff and then you get to like Guapanese and you're kind of on this chill vibe and then you get to mop mm, and then mm, he's like just because he's creating that patience isn't yeah. it mm. that's what that's what he's doing all this frustration and he's bringing it now to a uh, to a kilter and he's calming himself down he's like I'm understanding I need to be more patient just mm. bring it because you are right I, I would have liked him to rap that but he's obviously seen this vision and wanted to do it like that to sort of finish mm. off on that patience. I don't know. For me, it gave me a good outro vibe. Like, you know, for mm. example, we've been talking about Kanye a lot. Kanye does it at the end of his albums. We'll just talk mm. and say bits and, you know, call people in the booth and all kind of stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it kind of, for me, it felt like winding down towards the end of a, mm. of a, I wouldn't say long album, but you know what I mean? Towards the end of a very dense album. Cause you know, again, it's only half an hour, but still it's like, it brings me back down to like, oh, okay. Yeah. This was a, this is a, a slower point in the album oh this is the end is how mm. I felt in the first I hear time, you I hear you but I feel like he was doing that in the music already like the, the Guapanese beat is just it just you know completely soothes you even though he's you know aggressive and loud on the, in the bars but and then the mop like the mop beat again I feel like it's already taking me to that place I, feel, I don't know like maybe my standards are just a bit I expect a lot from Mick because I really rate him mm. I would have just liked him to rap that because what he's saying and the way he kind of wraps up the album like that i think to put to, to pen that to, to write a verse would have been really impressive but and just to briefly go back i'm not saying the benny verse is bad the benny verse is is, is fine it's good but I've, again i think it's just i have a certain expectation mm. of benny and um do we have like too high more... expectations of benny though i feel like he actually hasn't delivered since that burden of proof album like um what we were hoping he would do Oh, I thought you all loved the plugs. I did, but I do actually feel like he he could have. I feel like he could have done. I feel like there was was a higher level. I don't know. I I think Kieran's on his own with what he's saying because for me, I I quite liked. (laughs) (laughs) liked I'm shocked at you saying that. The plugs I met too. I like it's fire. Like I thought elevated. 
So like Sam, uh, Sam, and Phil, do, you think, <laughs> do you think this Benny verse is on the level of, of that project or like burn the proof? Like, no, but I don't feel like Benny yeah. gives away some of his best verses. I think he always wants to have them on his own projects. Like exactly. it's rare that's, that's, what, that's annoying. He's though. got an album that's coming. Annoying. Yeah, he's got an album coming. But up. that's what I'm saying. It's like it felt yeah. like it was like I've been asked to do this verse or like I want to get some, you know, I want to make some money. That's fine. But it felt like that. And when if you feel it really that, it felt like, like he was just making I don't money. You cared yeah. about this one as much as other <laughs> yeah. verses. That's that's the feeling I got. It's like it's good because it's Benny. It's not going to be anything less than good. But it's like ah, this one. There's something off with this. Whereas you listen to Freddie's. On the previous track, by the way, wild yeah, having oh, Freddie no, and Benny side by side. I, just, crazy I wanted to say this from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, How did, yeah. Has he squashed the beef? Well, I, I don't know. I think Mick's maybe just a, a nice guy. He's so having fun, really isn't care. it? <laughs> but, um, but to me, like Freddie on that one, obviously the, the the flow is crazy. But he just sounds like he sounds like he's been through it. He sounds a bit. Um, he sounds. I don't know. Like. He, I mean, that's Freddie at his absolute best, isn't it? I, I can't even remember a feature that's that good from Freddie. Sick. I'm trying to think of. He's I mean, a big the last time. Now, that's why. I'm trying to think. Oh, there was the one on the. Remember the West Side album, 2020. Um, on Pray for Paris, mm, the, the mm, Crazy Alchemist mm, beat. That feature was hot. Mm, oh but, yeah, um, that was good. But yeah, no, th- there was something about Freddie on this one where I was like, "Oh, this is, yeah, this is different." Um, yeah. Also, that's the, one of the, the best features of the year for sure. Yeah, I would say it's up there. The the feature for me on here, and and shout out Jid as well. Jid did his thing, but um, Vic Mensa sounded Vic amazing. Mensa's yeah, yeah, Vic Mensa <laughs> was doing so his thing Yeah, he was flossing as well. He said something like, "Oh shit, I need to get up the lyrics." Hang on a minute, bear with me. Mm, he, he, was, that he was first. bringing that Rock Nation lyrics. They just talk about art and shit. Definitely had Jay Z <laughs> vibes to it. Just the 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 swagger on it was crazy. Um, but he's one where. I, I think he's not actually. I don't think he's dropped an album since his debut in like 2017. I think he has, you know, but he's just gone so off the radar and like, I don't even know what he's doing, really and truly. He had an album in 2021, apparently. Apparently, oh, okay. he's, he's like releasing stuff. Like he dropped, he dropped a a single last Friday. He had that 2020. This is the thing. I feel like Vic like slightly fell off. I don't know. I don't know if he fell off. I think he's just. I think he's one of the people that's just like taking it slow. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't okay. know if, if that's us or him. Apparently, he's done some compilation album or something. Like, no. Do you know what it was? Because I remember this. He um, at some award ceremony. It was not long after XXS XXX Tentacion died. Um, I think criticized him because of his. You know, there was the um, domestic violence and. Oh yeah other uh allegations and whatnot against him i think he um criticized him for that and and his mum was in attendance so people were like uh not good timing and also he's in a song because i remember admitted to like choking an ex-girlfriend or something so people like what are you saying vic like come on um so i don't think that did his um his uh what's the word his image and his popularity and so he favours. He just, he just stepped away from the limelight just to let that one die down a bit. Maybe, maybe. But he's talking about, like, I didn't realise he's got like a, I, I, I know it's not a, this isn't a niche thing, but he's got a cannabis business and he's talking about that here. Oh, has so he? I think maybe he's just gone off into other ventures and he said like, there's the line where he says, I'm fine arts master P. That's crazy. And he's talking about Paris Fashion Week. So maybe he's just like dabbling in other areas and the, the, rap, the rap game is not really his... Um, you know, I don't know. I think he's definitely changed. Main. Like he's not the same like rocky kind of 
guy he was in the beginning where he was on this punk rock thing he's definitely mm. i don't know maybe he's grown up a bit i don't i don't know what's happened he sounds mature for sure it sounds incredible in this that was that for me maybe it was more of just the surprise to hear the voice again mm-hmm. and to, to hear him rapping this well that was my feature of the of the album on this one but yeah freddie the definitely thing is helped. he's actually saying stuff though i, I don't know if freddie's saying stuff yeah freddie's not really saying freddie, much yeah what <laughs> freddie's <laughs> doing so, yeah. is incredible but yeah vic's bars are just it reminds me of that j cole verse actually on um the benny track from last year i don't know why just this is so well written. Every single line is like a punchline. Mm-hmm. The rise of Mick Jenkins. Um... Mick Jenkins. Fucking Vic Mensa. Yeah. Were there any other um, standouts for anyone they wanted to mention? Features wise. Um, or just in general. I mean, we uh, the production we've not... Uh, show and tell, that bass is disgusting. That that bass Fuck. is disgusting because Fuck. I managed to change the setting on my headphones again to up the bass that my ears were vibrating. Actually crazy. <laughs> actually crazy. I was like, what the hell is happening to my ears? <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um shout out, is it Berg and Vision or V V N Z S N? The main producers of this. Yeah, they got like four or five credits, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job on here. I think I shout think he's them. working in a in a like a little kind of collective of them because it seems like they're they're what on half the album basically. Mm. So maybe that's yeah, like but, his, uh, his yeah, team. Yeah, a good portion. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. The only the only shouts I have is Guapanese because I like the beat or Guapanese. Oh, that beat's incredible. Yeah, that beat's mm, that beat's incredible. giving me what I need. Mm. And I, like I said it earlier, Mop as well. I love that beat. Mm. I think that's Hollywood Cole as well. Yeah, Hollywood Cole. I just have um, this weird vision in my head where J Cole says Hollywood Cole. I don't know if that's him yeah. shouting at him or just saying Hollywood Cole for himself. No, he's got he's got a bar like that. In his yeah, J Cole literally the first yeah, thing yeah. he says on one of the checks is like Hollywood Cole. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. No, I definitely yeah, I, I think of Cole as well. Um, should we get into favorite tracks then? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Was there was there any other? Sorry, was there any any other aspects to the album? Any other? No. I don't know. I don't think so. No. Uh, cool. All right. And, um. Who wants to go first? Favorite tracks? Guapanese. Mm-hmm. Pasta. Yeah. And You're crazy. Man. Pasta. No, pasta's mine as well. Pasta's. I, I love it. Yeah. What so was the last you... one you said, Sam? I said smoke break. Ooh. Sophia, what you got? Oh, but same as Sam and Mop. Okay. Kieran? Um, Roy G. Biv mm. and Smoke Break Dance. Yeah, mine's uh, definitely Guapanese, definitely Roy G. Biv. And um, yeah, I'll say Show and Tell. I love Show and Tell. You're on that aggressive Oops. energy. Yeah, man. Scored. <laughs> uh, I've, do you know what? I don't know. This could be the night of the seven point fives. <laughs> oh, so you're putting it on the same as No Name? Yeah, it's good, but I think it's not their best. I think there's there's more yet to come. Give him space okay. to grow. Okay, it's got to be patient. Yeah, seven point five to the field. Got to be patient. Oh, um, I'm sitting at about an eight for this one. Okay. Kieran? Um, 
Do you want me to go? No, no, I'm I'm comfortable. I, I feel like um, <laughs> eight point a point. <laughs> which point? Eight point one. Like eight. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm at a seven point eight. That's what I'm at. And you're shocked yeah. at my seven point five. Wow. <laughs> All right. No, I'm same, I'm shocked because it. I feel like um, I feel like no names is is a is like a level above this one personally. That comes um, out to a 7.85, and Sean don't like decimal places past one, so let's just call it a 7.9. 7. I think that's fair. I, I'm with you, Sam. I think that I'd have to go back and listen to, to all his albums again to get a real accurate picture, but I feel like maybe... I think maybe he's, the last one, the last one was Elephant in the Room, was maybe a bit better yeah. than this one. I and as, well. as much as I love Mick, I feel like there is... There's another, there's another level there. I think there's we're getting to the point there. now where it's like, realistically, there's a lot of great rap coming out. And if you don't sit with it, then you're going to miss parts of it unless you clock it straight from the beginning. Because I, I know I, I know my no-name score is low. I feel like this score might be a bit low. But, you know, next album, I could be sitting here saying 10, 10, 10. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? <laughs> okay. So Chicago in general, I mean, Chicago's got a rich history many legends, um, many distinguishable errors. How do we feel about the state of Chicago now in 2023 or in recent years? Arguably, they're one of the best non-major cities, you know, it's like, or non-major areas, you know, it's not New York, it's not LA. So Chicago is like the, the next one, surely, all that, you know, Southern rap. They've got a lot of big artists that have come out of Chicago from different genres as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think like the main ones. I mean, Atlanta's probably like for the last ten years at least is probably the Atlanta's different though. Hub, right? Atlanta, Atlanta does its own thing. Like no one can do what Atlanta does because mm-hmm. they've got the whole strip club culture over there. Do you, you know can't what I mean? Copy it, yeah, man. it's true. That culture mm. is. But I mean, I think that if you look at a lot of, especially in, on a, in a mainstream setting, like that, so many artists come from there. Um, and then New York's got that historical name, but it's never quite like got back to where it was. Maybe sort of early to mid 2000s and then LA is just like mad eclectic right different artists from different yeah different spaces um sorry Kieran were you going to say something yeah, yeah well I don't know I've just been thinking but yeah I, I feel like late 2000s was like the peak for Chicago because you had Common, Kanye, Lupe, Twister all really like heavy in the game really making waves in mainstream um I feel like don't know. It kind of just was transitioning. Some of those artists didn't do too well in the more modern era, and then there's like this new wave that's like Saba, No Name, Smino, and what we got? We got Mick. I think it's Chance. Is Chance a Chicago rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chance, yeah, like, Chicago. Some... Chicago. He's definitely. Mm. Yeah. Is Earl? Let's have us talk about this. Is <laughs> oh, Why is this coming into debate? Why? Listen, just because is he born there? He was born so, there. So, he, yeah. he grew up there as well. No, he didn't. He well, grew up in LA. Yeah, he did. No. So he, he like I think he moved to LA in like sixteen or something. Like so that. Sam's the odd future guy, yeah. No, I, Sam's I, not the odd future guy. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. My my understanding of Earl was that like yeah he was born in Chicago, but. He spent his formative years in LA. Like I was, I thought he was like Santa Monica, or like that's where he went to school. Yeah, high school, I thought he's like from that. LA. Yeah. Like I'd okay. say, Earl is an LA person. His whole vibe gives me LA. 
Mm. He does not. Too, he does not too. rep the shy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he does a little, like he. I've heard him say Illinois and and like talk about his past, but yeah, I've never, I've never associated with. If with Kieran's saying it, then it's facts. Okay. okay. Listen, he was mentioning the list, so let's keep it moving. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like these artists that I mentioned, though, I feel like they made waves, but didn't establish as strong as those two thousands artists, other than No Name. I think I feel like she's she's on that level. I don't know. There's, they've got yeah. big pop acts that are there. You know, like Lil Durk's massive. He's got Lil Durk, but is he good? Yeah, I don't, I don't like oh, any song from Lil Durk. Lil Durk's hard. I'm, I've no. never liked any song. And What's Polo G, name? like, leave it as well. Why is no one liking Lil Durk? No, I don't like Lil Durk. I, I can't lie. Oh man, Theo hates the Lils. <laughs> nah, the Lils. That song with Drake man. a couple years ago. Yeah, leave it. No, that, but oh. that was Drake. Drake was good on that song. <laughs> that last Girl Cry Later, that Dirk, was good. Man. That was I like that song. Oh, it wasn't about. You can't, you can't deny that Lil Durk's had a little bit of a run though. Over in he's, recent, he's had a bit what of a run. run but I, what but, songs? Uh, <laughs> name, name a song. No, right listen, no, no, let me clarify. You, you know, Lil Durk's not my cup of tea. I'm just saying, like he's he's definitely relevant. I'm not he's trying definitely. to beg it. Like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna lie and say that Lil Durk's good. I didn't oh, say he's good. I said he had his little time and he's he's a big he's, he's a big um, act. We can't deny Lil yeah. Durk. Sam, name a song. Name a song that's his own song. Uh, not not a feature. I could not do such things because I don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I could not. Lil Durk do beat us up as well. Um, yeah, let's stop. <laughs> yeah, he's on that gun talk, man. Like, allow it. No, respect. I'm, I'm pleased for his success. I'm pleased for his success. Um, Theo, were you going to say something about Chicago? Oh, no. Uh, Kieran's touching it as well because he makes a good point because obviously I like the Chicago wave in... Um, obviously got Saba, Smino and No Name. Haven't haven't they got like an album together as well? Don't they collectively do something together? There's something they that they do together as sure. well. Because um, when the three of them get yeah, together, they've got like an unofficial group. Is. Yeah, yeah. So they've got and they that tease an way. album. Yeah, yeah. Which is almost sounds like black hippie-ish, but I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. But um, I agree with what Kieran's saying. It's it's not like the early two thousands because I feel like Saba and Smino. I like them both respectively, but they haven't like fully established themselves to be like right. Look, I'm here on this stage. Just like when you think of Chicago, the only really the only real person that stands out is No Name. The others are still, and it sounds harsh on Mick because obviously I love Mick, but on the main on the main sort of stage, or if anyone's looking at Chicago music, they haven't fully established themselves to be like, oh, I'm here. But back in the 2000s, you knew about you knew about the rappers from Chicago. They were mm. they were everywhere. You couldn't hide away so, from them. So I feel like I think that now and in recent years, Chicago is in a good space. Like we've, I know it might not be our cup of tea, but in terms of the mainstream artists like Lil Durk, Polo G, G Herbo to the extent they are they are floating about in those in those they're doing numbers, you know. Um, I think that from that kind of chance led um, chance led scene, you've still got artists like Saba, like um, Mick, like No Name, of course, that are still doing their thing. You've got alternative artists like Open Mike Eagle. I think there's a good um, variety of music coming out of Chicago. And I would still put it up there as one of the top cities over that way. Um, I just don't think that, I think maybe the current scene isn't influencing the rest of the culture like it used to. Mm. And I think that you could argue that every decade up until this one, Chicago has been really influential. And even just speaking about the 2010s, I mean, 
we've spoken before like in previous episodes about drill and you know artists like Chief Keith and Young Chop and what that scene did. I mean, look at the the drill scene that took off in London and over here, and and then there's and then made its way to New York as well. Um, and then you had like like I say the chance led movement where you had artists like Vic Mensa and Mick No Name Cyber, Joey Pope, loads of them. That was all happening, especially the first half of the last decade. Um, and I think it really made an impact. And then we talk about, like we spoke about the 2000s. I mean, Kanye West, you don't need to say anything. Lupe Fiasco, the impact they had on some of those artists that I mentioned. Even people like Common and Twister kind of transcending the decades. I just feel like as, as good as the music is now, it's not having the same impact as it used to have. Hopefully that's not unfair. But And I think it's partially due to they lost a couple of big names, right? Mm. Juice World, King Von, names that perhaps haven't, like the void that they've left hasn't been filled. Um, maybe that's why it's not, there's not that artist or that movement that's really uh, pushing the needle like it used to. But yeah, that's how I feel. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. Mm. No, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes no, sense. Do you know what? I just don't think Chicago has it in them anymore. And, you know, I'm. I'm willing for anyone to like you know correct me on this but it's like we had the you know the upcoming of big eyes like Kanye and all that then we had the drill moment and then it's just it's I think the the rap landscape is less polarized as in there's no popularized sound anymore so it's kind of like doesn't really matter where you're from like the biggest rapper right now is what technically Drake he's from Canada and then if you go down one step it's Kendrick and he just happens to be from LA but he doesn't sound like an LA rapper unless he like pays homage through doing those types of beats mm, like it's mm, mm. the sound is so spread out that there is no specific sound yeah. for a rapper to cling on to when they're coming out they just make what's what's trending mm, which is basically like atlanta sounds exactly yeah. yeah 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 the the other artist i didn't mention we touched upon it earlier as well is um i think the i want to be respectful but I, i'm trying to think of the right word to use <sighs> No, I'm just going to say it because I, I can't think of anything else, but I don't mean any disrespect. The kind of fall off of Chance the Rapper, I feel like Chance 2016, colouring book, um, his contributions to Pablo, it felt like this is the next guy. And that whole, I mean, he, there was acid rap and the kind of the, the druggy type stuff, but he was moving into that gospel area and it felt like, oh, this could really take off. And then he went in the direction he's gone in with the big day and... And again, it feels like there's a void. Like he was the, like we speak, I mentioned two scenes. You had the drill scene and then you had that scene that he was, like I said, very much the kind of figurehead of. And he didn't take off like I think many expected him to. And again, it feels like another void. It feels like that we could have, if 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 certain things didn't happen and decisions were, different decisions were made, we could be in a situation where Chance the Rapper, uh, Juice World, King Von are like, part of the top 10 rappers in the, in the world right now. Mm. Like it, it wouldn't have been like, it wouldn't have been a, a hot take to say that chance was on his way to being one of the top guys or that juice world. Mm. I mean, he was, and, and even after he died, like his music did incredible numbers, but yeah, I think that's another name and another career that perhaps didn't pan out the way many of us, many of us expected to. And maybe there's some up and coming artists now. And in five years time, we'll get the next, not Kanye West. I mean, that's a, a stretch, but the next influential name or the next influential scene that will have that impact on the rest of the culture. But yeah, there's just this void for me. I feel like the, every, like I said, every decade had a few artists or that person that really led it and they don't have that right now. 
but there's still great music coming out of there. Really for good. Sure. I feel like props to No Name because I feel like she's holding the torch for like the soulful sound that I think is mm. actually like the iconic uh, hip hop sound palette for Chicago. Mm. Like definitely Kanye and uh, mm. No ID are the ones that led that soulful sampling, and it it goes it kind of leans into gospel as well. So I feel mm. like that's where Chance was pushing, but I I don't know if he. I don't want to say he went too far, but I I feel like he got he lost that f- appeal of like being a hip hop listener. And you want you want to hear someone like rapping or at least like do, do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. He, I feel like he just mm. went a bit too far down the gospel route. Who chants? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I can't even really remember the big day. I think I don't know whether people just found it too positive which is crazy <laughs> it's like, it's like why, why I do we I think it wasn't it just wasn't like good I didn't I don't I don't want to sound harsh it's mm. just there wasn't good songs on it I remember the people saying it was really cheesy and um <laughs> oh, yeah I remember, I remember that but oh, I feel like that's a bit and again it goes back to that thing like why do we want to hear trauma and mm. <laughs> all this fucked up stuff and then someone tries to do something positive and we're like ah oh, that's boring or that's cheesy or corny or whatever the only thing with No Name is, is like, like I said, I think No Name is arguably the best Chicago artist to, to come out of there since Kanye West. I think she's that good. And I think she's arguably the best um, artist of her generation as well. You think she's right. better than Lupe? Better than Lupe? Um, I'd sure. say she's got a more consistent discography. I know it's a lot smaller. I know it's only three albums or three projects deep, but I don't think it's a, unfair to say it's more consistent. Like think about it, Telephone, Room 25, Sundial. There's no duds. Like there's there's no drop off, mm. like, and it's arguably gotten better. And some people might disagree, but it's Te- arguably getting better. Amazing to me. I, I don't know. I feel like because of how it was sounding when it came out, I just like I always hold that up to such high regard. Mm. I don't know. I feel like do you know what? I don't know where Tierra Wack is from, but I feel like No Name and Tierra Wack have like a, a low key beef for being the most unique artist out there. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard Tierra Wack in a while actually, but. Um, the the thing that the thing with No Name is is that she she'll probably never be that figurehead or have that influence that say a, like a Kanye did or even a Chance did in his heyday because she's just to me just too outspoken. It's a bit like Lupe. Lupe's just said a lot of stuff that I think the industry's yeah. like fucking shut up, <laughs> cut him off. <laughs> You're exposing too it. much, and I think No Name's the same. It's like it's um that the industry don't want to hear it. You know who calls out Jay Z and. Kendrick and Beyonce, like, yeah, she's she's not going to get any support. Yeah, she's from fearless. Oh no, no song. chance, no yeah. chance. You got to support her no. though, because she's fearless. Like, isn't that what raps about? Being yeah, fearless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's what will probably, and I don't think she gives a shit. She's always, even from telephone days, she was, she's always spoken about like not really wanting fame and not liking the idea of celebrity. So, I'm not saying that this is a, um, it's unsuccessful, but I just mean that I think that. I think she's so good that she could be that's she could be bigger than she is, but she I just she won't because she just yeah. She it's just not about science. You know, she's actually got a lot of listeners. She's got more monthly listeners than Nick Jenkins. I was surprised mm. to see that. Yeah, um I must have I, I feel like Nick is bigger than her. Was, uh, and more present. What as well. you said Mick what Mick's mm. Or does she have less? No, Sorry. she has less. I think I'm, Mick's I think got two. Diddy Bop's got one point three. Diddy Bop was huge, wasn't it? Remember? Well, yeah, that was big, yeah, no, wasn't Diddy, it? Diddy but this is the thing; it's been so long since. Yeah, I think a lot while. of No Nays listeners now are still listening to Telephone, and I don't blame them. 
Do you see what I'm trying to say? Because mm, mm. telephone is vibey. Yeah. Like Mick Jenkins' listeners is growing. Hers is actually slowly like probably decaying. <laughs> oh. yeah. Also, like She's critics love No Name yeah. as well. Like the, like oh, Mick, Mick Jenkins, yeah. I don't think they've ever had that. That, that are um... they scared to criticize a black woman in today's society? I think that's probably what it is. Maybe, maybe. That's a good point. Because the woke, the woke police very, can't, yeah, can't actually attack her because she's got double double demographic against her. She's a black woman. So it's like, oh, yeah, she's, you know what I mean? Like, she's spitting facts. Like, no, she could be problematic. So have no publications spoken out? I mean, she hasn't said anything about it. She, she's I'm playing mean. media politics and just being quiet. Mm. No, I mean, like, there's, have there been any scathing reviews from, like, Nah, well, pitch, Pitchfork rated or... higher than me, which is a surprise. 8.8. .8, so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Damn, that's high. That's what I'm saying. 8.8. Yeah, it was, it was high. Yeah, it was 8.8. .8. They, they loved it. I've read the review. They absolutely loved the album. I can't work out Pitchfork, man. You rated it the same <laughs> as them. Like, Pitchfork Sean. Email no, Sean no, at I mean Pitchfork.com. Like, when you expect... <laughs> I don't expect their... Um, like, the way they rate other artists kind of semi in that lane like, I'd love to know what they rated Mix I don't think they reviewed yeah, it like, I, don't, I don't even think no, it's on their radar yet. to review, review? this but, is what I mean I can't I can't work them out like they're, 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 but, they're fucking weird man no I, I found it I found it funny because we criticised them I, I said it last time I said they don't rate high on rap albums and then no name drops and then they decide to drop an 8.8 I think they're listening <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah they're, they're part of our listenership well, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this kind of chat about Chicago rap has kind of gone up, down, left, right, all over the place. But I think realistically for me, the way I'm feeling is Chicago rap isn't where it used to be. And I don't think it's ever getting back there, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Someone might pop up soon. Who? You? Every, Who? It always, Who? Yeah, ways, right? say, are you going to become a Chicago rapper? <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> well... If I move there, Kieran, do I become Chicago? Yeah. That's, that's according to your rules, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> according to him now. All right, fair enough. Now, nah, listen, Chicago, like we said, it's got a rich history. Um, I think there's a bit of a void. They've been a bit unfortunate, especially with a couple of big names passing on. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five years, there's the next guy. So, yeah, big up Chicago. Hey. This is Sean, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Grey Area. Are you an upcoming artist, critic, journalist, or content creator? Hit us up on our Discord or in our YouTube comments if you want to share new music, take part in an interview, or are interested in collaborating. Links to these can be found in the show notes. Take care.